And the text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading for the day from Matthew chapter 9, when it says this of Jesus, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is said that the late Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken fame was once on an airplane when an infant began to scream and scream. That infant would not stop screaming, even though the mother and the flight attendants tried every trick they could think of. Finally, the colonel asked if he could hold the baby, and he gently rocked it to sleep. Later, a passenger said to him, We truly appreciate what you did for us. Colonel Sanders is said to have replied, I didn't do it for us. I did it for the baby. With those words, that man most famous for fried chicken spoke of something far more important. He reminded us that the pain of others should not only matter to us when it inconveniences us. And in that way, he spoke of true compassion. We are told that Jesus, in our Gospel reading, had been going around and healing the sick and preaching among the people of Israel. And as he did that, he was moved deep inside of himself. He was moved with compassion, we are told, right down to his core. He pitied the people that he was among because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. You see, God had given these people, the people of Israel, shepherds in the form of the religious leaders of the day, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. However, these shepherds had not fulfilled their calling faithfully. They had not protected the sheep as the master shepherd instructed. And because of that, they had left the sheep very vulnerable to attack. Our reading for today and the translation that we use each Sunday says to us that Jesus, as he looked around at those people, saw them and thought they were harassed and helpless. But if you really get back to the original language of Greek, the words there are a little more graphic, we might say. What it really says is that when Jesus saw those people, they looked to him like they were mangled and thrown to the ground. The picture there is of a sheep who has been attacked by a predator. The picture is that of a sheep who has been tossed around in the jaws of the enemy and then left for dead. Yes, Jesus said these people were victims of the predator, the devil, precisely because their given shepherds had left them so unprotected. You see, if shepherds don't go around doing their job of protecting the sheep, sheep become easy prey for predators. Very soon they can end up mangled and cast down. And that is why we are told that Jesus felt deep down compassion for these people in his gut. These people should have been watched over by the shepherds that had been given to them. But instead, they had been left alone and had been attacked. 
Yes, Jesus knew that they needed a true shepherd, and he knew that he was such a shepherd. In fact, he was the good shepherd who would lay down his life for those very sheep. But Jesus not only would shepherd the people directly, he would also use others to be shepherds over his sheep. Yes, he would choose and send out shepherds to watch over all of his people. And in fact, at the end of our gospel reading for today, we see him doing just that. He gathers together his 12 apostles and sends them out to watch over those sheep who had been left mangled and dying by the religious leaders that preceded them. Yes, Jesus does this. He sends out shepherds over his flock because he feels compassion for those whose lives are in an absolute mess. I ask you today, do we share his compassion for those whose lives are an absolute mess? When we see those in our world who have been left mangled and dying, because they have been left alone by those who were to watch over them, do we have compassion for them? Or do we simply believe that they have what they deserve? When we watch over generations of people who have largely been left without true shepherds in almost every area of their life, do we have compassion? When we look at those who have largely been left in dangerous places to be mangled by predators, do we feel for them deep in our gut? Or do we just want to turn away and act as if they don't exist? There's no doubt that many in our world today have not been shepherded well in all the various areas of their life. Martin Luther and people before him as well used to talk about our whole life operating in really three spheres or three estates of life. We had what happened in the home, what happened in the church, and what happened in the state. And he said that in each of those spheres, God had given us fathers. Fathers to watch over us and to protect us and to take care of us. And it's appropriate on this Father's Day that we return to this teaching that Luther talked about so often. For while today we rejoice in the good gift of fathers, we know that not all fathers are good. And not all fathers father the way they should. But yet God has given to us in each of these areas fathers to watch over us. Or perhaps, to put it in the language of our text, he has given us shepherds in each area of this life. In the home, our earthly fathers. In the church, pastors. And in the state, the rulers. Admittedly, Jesus in our text was most concerned with that spiritual realm. But today, let us broaden our thoughts a little bit to consider all of those areas. For each one of these shepherds is to be received from, uh, by us as a great gift of God that he gives to us. And yet today we must also say, though, that sadly those things that are supposed to be gifts to us can also become great matters of danger when those who are to watch over us do not do their job. Sadly, we have to admit that in our world, many people have grown up in homes where they have not been parented well. 
And sadly, much of the time, that problem in those families are fathers who are absent or disinterested or too distracted. And it's no better, certainly, in terms of the governmental rulers. They often leave the sheep mangled and thrown down because they don't do their work of punishing evil and rewarding good. They allow injustice to grow while walking around caring about their well-being. And in the church, we must admit also that it at times has been filled with wolves that are walking around not in sheep's clothing, but in shepherd's clothing, teaching false things and leading people away from the true God. They have failed to admonish their sheep and have acted at times as if sin is not deadly at all. When we see people in our day who have grown up without good shepherds in each of those areas of their life, do we have compassion on them? Because they have been abandoned by the shepherds God has given them? Or do we simply tell them that their situation is their own responsibility? You know, it's so easy to think that those people in our world that are most beaten up and knocked down are simply there because of their own choices. And no doubt, in some cases, their choices have not helped one bit. But if we truly think that they alone are the reason they have become mangled, we will end up being the farthest thing from compassionate towards them. Don't mishear me. I'm not saying today that people have no responsibility for their own actions. They certainly do. That's not my point, nor is it the point of Jesus either. But this is the point, that many people in our world have been left vulnerable by the very people that God has given them to protect them. And both that reality and their current condition should bring forth compassion from the people of God rather than disgust. So do we? Do we respond with compassion? Or do we treat their condition as merely an inconvenience for us? Do we want them to stop crying out in order that we can sleep more comfortably? Or are we willing to take them into our arms and do the very thing that can bring them lasting peace? For if we refuse to offer compassion, God is quite clear in the scriptures that we should not expect compassion from him either. If we do not offer compassion to others, when we are knocked down and left laying in a mangled mess, we should not expect God's compassion for us. No, don't expect him in those times to act on your behalf, to welcome you into his arms, if you are not willing to do the same for those around you. You and I know that we can't give everyone good fathers and good rulers or good pastors we can't just change how everything is ordered right now in order to make sure that everybody has everything they need to be able to live out life in peace and godliness. But we can introduce them to the one shepherd who wishes to watch over them all. That one to whom all other shepherds are to look to as their model for care. And that shepherd, he will care for them because he has 
compassion on them. Yes, we are called to introduce the mangled masses to Jesus Christ, the good shepherd who laid down his life that they might live. And even as we are introducing people to Jesus, we are to do as the Lord asks and pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out more people to shepherd his own. We pray for those who have been given the work of full-time shepherding in their lives. Yes, we must help people that are in bad places. We must have compassion on them. Because that is what the Lord has done, and that's what he has given us to do. And so today, before God, we must admit that all too often our hearts are often cold to those who we see left in the mangled mess. We confess to God that we are often not as compassionate as we ought to be. We confess that to God, and then he shines the light of his gospel into our hearts. He looks at us and sees a mangled mess and has compassion on us. He forgives our sins and he removes our hearts of stone. In their place, he gives us hearts that are filled with compassion in order that we might share that compassion with others. Yes, today we rejoice that God has looked upon us and has had compassion. He has taken us into his arms and he has given us just what we need in order that we might have lasting peace. He gives us forgiveness. He gives us the hope of eternal life. He gives us every good gift that he has. He gives it to you, and he desires to give it to every last person in this world. So may you and I bring the mangled masses to him. Amen.